you're listening to Diligent Loiter. DiligentLoiter.com. We're serious about doing nothing. This is episode 63 with Dan. Oh yeah. This is Jim Cotta jumping out of airplanes. They are playing Saturday, March 26th at Buffalo Ironworks. Tickets are $12 in advance, $15 day of. If you get them online, service fee is negligible. Nikki and I got our tickets together, and the total service fee was like $3.50. That'd be the day this comes out? That would be no. the It would be the Saturday after this comes out. So if okay. you're listening to this the day it was released, you have three days to get your ticket. <laughs> and that's if you live in the Buffalo area. Yep. I'm expecting... <laughs> I'm expecting the uh, the show to sell out. If it doesn't, I will be surprised. It's a great show. Dan is our guest today. Dan, do you want to go to the show? Hell yeah. Good. I like to describe this band as like a, uh, if Flock of Seagulls were a jam band. I could see that. Especially with their song Wild Ride. Like, this definitely gives the feel of Flock of Seagulls mixed with awesome jam band it's just so awesome I love it They're such a, such a good feel good band their new album In Motion came out this month last month end of last month beginning of this month and it's awesome such a good song Joe really likes this band I love this band in case you couldn't tell they're uh they're good like all it. of their lyrics for their new album especially In Motion is all feel good like it's all about building yourself up being happy with where you are in life. It's kind of like if you take 21 Pilots, it's happy music, but very sad lyrics. Not this. No, but I'm saying 21 Pilots. 21 this, Pilots. This is just is... happy lyrics and happy music. Yeah. This is just, it's all good. Like, it's all about, you know, like, they have a song in here, Riding the Wave, and it's about, you know, no matter what happens, just ride the wave. Like, it's not going to last forever. Just, just ride, ride through it. Just ride it into shore. Yeah. And don't prick your elbow when you and I love it. fall over. <laughs> No, it's good stuff. I love it. They're awesome. From um, don't forget, experience. you can email the show, diligentloiter at gmail.com. You can call or text us. Diligent, uh, it's a 530-68-DL-POD. <laughs> 530-683-5763. Hit us up on social media, Diligent Loiter, and let's get into it. Sounds <laughs> good. Uh, we are finishing up our uber-large recording day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're recording this on March 6th, the Day of the Dude yep. in Dudism, Church of Latter-day Dude. It is the High Holy Day for Dudism, yep. March 6th. Yep. It, uh, it ends the Festival of Hangover, mm-hmm. which began February 27th with National Kalua Day, which is one of the main ingredients for a, a white Russian, <laughs> and continued through March 6th, the Day of the Dude, which commemorates... And the release of the Holy Scripture, the Big Lebowski, mm-hmm. on uh, March 6th, 1998. Oh. So that's so, what we're celebrating today with the White Russians because yep, it's delicious and we're going to be bowling. doing bowling and watching, and watching. the movie later. Mm-hmm. But until then, we've got D'Angelo. We do. And Again, I, I'm so happy. I'm yes, so glad you came in. Yes. I just, glad to be I here. just want to clarify, I'm not allowed to say damn Daniel because he will kill me. <laughs> so I'm not going to. I didn't say it. No, she was reiterating that, he, that she can't say it. She was saying she can't, can't say, say it. To Sorry, him. reflex. <laughs> he already knocked me over in the living room before we started recording because I was like, "Hey, did I said you know, the like, same thing when I saw him? Like, <laughs> yeah, back in my car, about face. <laughs> yes, we no longer have a guest for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's good. Uh, last time we were on, we talked about 
your multiple music projects and everything. And I just figured since you're on, we might as well give a quick update on what's going on with all that shit that you're doing because you, you have so much going on because you live a very unique and amazing life. Yeah, actually, there have been some really big updates since the last time I talked to you. I have basically a full-time vocalist for both of my projects now, nice. both of my main projects. Um, for those listening in that don't really know what I've been up to, I have a project called Forever in Transit that is modern progressive, mes- uh, modern progressive metal. So think like your bands like Dream Theater, Mastodon, Opeth, all those really big staples. Um but really mixed with a lot of new influences, a lot of, um, you know, say, jazz fusion, Latin rock, things like that. A whole bunch of things that just shake up that formula. Uh, I compose all of the music myself and bring in local musicians to cover the parts I can play. So think uh, guitars and uh, vocals, things like that. Um, on this current album I'm working on playing uh, keyboard, drums, doing sound design, soundscaping. Yeah, because uh, you're major focal point is drums and keyboard right and nice. guitar well enough to be able to write right. for it. but uh, you can't play them but your forte you are one hell of a keyboard player and one hell of a drummer right just saying <laughs> right just right. saying yeah just saying so i hear yeah. uh <laughs> but the fact that i have a vocalist now that's really good say, really that, good yes really good it's david dickinson right yeah david dickinson yeah. amazing yeah he's got an awesome <laughs> voice yeah uh, i saw his picture not what i pictured Right? Like, very, very clean-cut young man. Yeah, dude, he's going to law school. Uh, but <laughs> but he's, uh, he, sounds, awesome he sounds like he would look more like the singer for Coheed and Cambria. Claudio, yeah. Yeah, that, that's the voice. That's what I would picture. Not this chiseled chin man. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's awesome. He has the most flexible, dynamic voice. It's, it's amazing. Because yeah. I, I was listening to the, uh, the band camp that you have. Yeah. And uh, I was listening to that one song. What was it? Uh... Level All Waves. Yes, Level All Waves. And yeah. that song is just gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I think it's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For this current album I'm working on, uh, all of the music deals with um, the idea of connection versus disconnection between people. The factors that lead to disconnection between friends, um, between, say, you and a complete stranger that's sitting across the room from you. You know nothing about them. What kind of inherent biases do you see when you look at them? Um, and then also second half of the album deals with, um, reconnection. So it explores different ways that people try to patch over differences between themselves. Um, for instance, um, one of the tracks deals with, um, you know, you know, people that try to practice mindfulness through meditation, things like that. So the lyrics are really introspective in that regards. Another way, um, the title track for the album. The album's going to be called States of Disconnection Tentatively. The title track for it is about... Basically, um, it's a person narrating it who is regretting that he's drifted away from friends, you know, you know, people he grew up with. And then there's this voice in the third person that's kind of trying to rationalize what he's feeling and talk him through it. So that's really the overall theme of the album. So Nice. Very yeah. cool. And um, speaking of meditation, your SoundCloud, like your personal SoundCloud, where it's it. like your crazy keyboard, like this is what I came yeah. up with today, is actually really fucking good for meditation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I yeah. listen to it. I'm like, oh, I'm relaxed now. Your yeah. YouTube channel and your SoundCloud, specific, specifically your SoundCloud, is really nice to just 
like pop on your headphones on your lunch break and just chill for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, my SoundCloud is all just um, usually keyboard and synth experiments. Yeah. I just uh, sit down with no plan. I have a shit ton of virtual instruments and uh, yeah, sound libraries <laughs> where um, – yeah, I could just call up a sound and let that inspire me just to it use a certain It is really way. good. Everything yeah, you do is pretty damn good. Basically. I'm not trying to suck your dick here. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, feel free. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's perfect for people who want to meditate and need something to listen to while meditating. Because I'll admit, there's been a couple of days where, like, on my lunch breaks, I go out to my car. Not recently, because it's been way too cold to do that right. here in Buffalo. But the last couple of days, like, I'll jump on SoundCloud because I can still hit the Wi-Fi from my work. Yeah. In the parking lot, which is clutch. And I'll go on SoundCloud and I'll just play, like, I want to hear this song and this song. And I make a playlist and I listen to it real quick. Yeah. And I'm like, perfect. I can go back to work and deal with the rest of my day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which basically, is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Basically, the way I approach the music on my SoundCloud, uh, SoundCloud for those listening in, it's just, uh, I'm there, just my name, Dan Shalino, S C I O L I N O. Uh, it's basically just layered improvisation. I call up different sounds. Uh, I'll improvise, say, a chord progression or melody with the with whatever sound I'm using. I'll search, or usually at that point I know what kind of sound I'm going for. So I'll find a, another song, layer another improvisation on top of it, and then just let the song build from there. Usually it tends to be like four or five minutes of just um, awesome ambience. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I like just, the ones that have like the strong like Eastern influence going on yeah and uh especially for everyone trans i'm trying to mix a lot of uh world influence into it like i use um all kinds of different world instruments um on my music like um primarily uh persian chinese and japanese i do a lot of uh latin and afro-cuban percussion too it's really a strong background especially from when i was in high school and uh jazz band we play bossa nova samba you know all kinds of latin music and it was just total blast Nice. But uh I yeah, I love it. I love on your on the band camp side of things. Uh, yep. I saw I was just listening to it last like three days actually. I listened to it a lot lately. Um I like your the band camp because the demos you have cover such a vast like genre, but just like the different styles and everything, it just it's a nice mix that has like the same feel and i love it right yeah i mean obviously i have my own stamp as a musician but right. um you know i'm also trying to do soundtrack work and i need to be flexible for whatever the client wants i need to make sure that say they want a track that's in a given style i can at least deliver in my own way right so on that Bandcamp, for those listening in forever in transit dot com, it's um i have it's basically my demo reel for um when I pitch to video game developers. So I have an album that's just a bunch of different styles of music, mostly ambient atmospheric or um, things like that, things of that nature, um, any type of scoring or soundtracking. And then I also have a demo of my Forever in Transit project, that progressive metal project I'd mentioned earlier, just a couple of tracks that are still in the works. I'm currently recording them in the studio i should be finished up in the next couple of weeks especially now that i have that dedicated vocalist now nice that's really what's been awesome. the roadblock <laughs> yeah. yeah do you have an like an estimated release month for the forever in transit album because i know personally i want it <laughs> <laughs> i want to see that shit up on spotify i want to be able to promote that because yeah basically the snippets um, i've heard snippets should snippets. be 
I think we're planning on resuming tracking vocals next week. We have uh, four songs to do left. Nice. So if we do one track a week, that puts us into April, another month or two to finish. So we're saying this year. Yeah, I'm thinking June or July. Ooh, hell yeah! And I'm, I would actually really like to take Forever and Transit live. I would just need, uh, I think, a bassist. I have both I guitarists. Try out. Hell yeah! <laughs> but yeah. honestly, that's why I've been listening to to Forever and Transit on Bandcamp often. <laughs> yeah. So I listen to the bass because I want to. I want to try out. Awesome. Try out. You're more like, than welcome to. I want to try out. I want you to be able to tell me no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I could say he tried out for your yeah. project. So, like, so like when you guys get super big, if I'm not in, I can be like, I tried out for that band. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I tried out. It was awesome. Joe, I'm not a bassist, and I tracked. I know. That's my only saving bass. grace here. <laughs> I, yeah, I probably tracked about 50% of the bass on there. But uh, with, with the Forever and Transit stuff, I knew going in that it would be mostly me playing. So I had to kind of keep it within my skill level for a good drum. <laughs> and then uh, right. I just so fit, the drums are intricate. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah drums and keys are nuts. Guitars fairly technical i have a fantastic lead guitarist that i kind of gave free jeremy right uh actually james is the one i'm talking about now just nice. he's a great lead guitarist um he i kind of gave him free reign on three of the tracks on there just let him come up with like crazy solos Sweet. and stuff so i kind of raised the technical barrier there i guess a bit then uh my friend jeremy um I mean, i've been working with him for about six years now he's definitely one of the best guitarists in the area um uh, if not the best Definitely most versatile. Um, uh, he plays rhythm guitar throughout the entire thing. Lead on a couple of tracks. He's just incredible. Nice. So I'm working with a lot of really nice musicians on this album. Very cool. I'm, I'm excited. I'm now, excited. for Forever in Transit, because I know you as like a performer, as a drummer. and I know You, you are as, crazy I know when you're you, drumming. It's awesome. I know you as a musician, as a keyboardist. Does that make sense? Right. Like... Whenever I see you see you live, like you're always on drums. But whenever I think of you as a musician, I see you as keyboard. For Forever in Transit, what are you going to do? <laughs> that, that depends. If I could find a local drummer, I would prefer to play keys live. I just feel nice. like that's um, an area that I'm a lot more unique as a musician. You know, I use a lot of overdriven synth tones, right. and I use um, actually I play keyboard almost the way a lead guitarist would approach it where i have a joystick so i could do a pinch harmonics yeah because when you we were just jamming you me and nikki in the basement and you were on keys and i was on bass <laughs> and nikki was on drums i like i just got lost in you playing keyboard it was so freaking sweet yeah and that's um, what i was hoping you were going to say you would you would be in in the live stuff because yeah, you as um, a keyboard player is like way up here and you as a drummer is like way up there but it's like it's, yeah, I mean, I could do either or. There's nobody nice. else in Buffalo that does what I do on keyboard, though. Right. Um, I'm just saying stylistically. Uh, so it'd be really hard to have somebody, to, you know, recreate Fill all in. my tones and yeah. play it the way Especially I play if you came it. Up you're with irreplaceable. You is what you're it. saying. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Not to put yourself least, on a pedestal. At, <laughs> I'm saying you're irreplaceable. At least locally. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, drums, I think, is just a lot more feasible to get another person to come right. and play the parts. It's a little bit more – those parts are a little bit more cut and dry. Right, with, exactly. Because uh, with drums, you have – it's like this is what you're playing. You, there is some, like, stylistic – Yeah, I mean, like, variance you can do on the drummer, but – But, like, with keyboard, like you were saying, it's like a lead guitar where – let's say you have, like, Eddie Van Halen right. playing a guitar part. And then you have someone with the same exact equipment, same guitar, same amp, same setup. Everything's exactly the same. Right. Playing Van Halen, it won't sound like Van Halen playing. It was right. not. It's not Eddie Van Halen. Van Halen could be playing with a hundred dollar 
gig bag set from Guitar Center and make it sound like Van Halen because that's him and his sound right. coming through. And you can't really get that with the drums, but with keyboard, especially with that joystick, when you're fucking going crazy, we were doing Sonic 2 Chemical Zone. Yeah, that was and, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and you were just rocking out. I'm like, that's Dan playing. Like, I know. It's like when you hear guitar players play, it doesn't matter what instrument, what their setup is. You can tell by the yeah. way they play. Right. And with even with piano, like if you listen to like the more modern piano players, like, like I can tell when Jim Brickman's playing. Oh, totally. Because yeah. I know Jim Brickman's style. I know how he plays. I know his inflection in a per- – because piano is technically a percussive instrument. Yeah. But like even with that, like you can tell like he's playing because of how he hits it and how like his feel. You can get so much more emotion right. out of that versus the drums. And yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I would love to hear you play – keyboard live with forever and trains i'm just yeah. saying. Awesome. i actually just did just play that. uh <laughs> keys live a few at a few shows remember i was doing that uh video game cover band yep yep yes yeah, so that was oh, a lot yeah. of fun yeah, yeah we actually opened for uh really you know internationally touring chiptune artist uh dan mulcannon cool local guy he's awesome he composes music for video games nice. uh for a living he he plays nice. in uh arm cannon as well he's a bassist in uh-huh, Arm Cannon. Okay. Uh, I've heard them before. Yeah, chiptunes is, is basically you're um, sequencing through a Game Boy. You're using the Game Boy sound trip and uh, really pushing that to limit as far as electronic music goes. We have talked a, a little bit in the past about doing that. Are we doing that, you and me? Oh, <laughs> I, fucking I, around I, with that? I do know how to do that now. Nice. We should yeah. fuck around with that sometime. Yeah, uh, what you could do is uh, just to get started, download a Game Boy emulator and All then right. the program uh, LSDJ. It's basically like. Write that down, Nikki. Um, in the show notes. <laughs> what, what, okay, hold on. Yeah, L- LSDJ. LSD? J. J. It's a little sound DJ. Little sound. Okay. And then. Uh, Is it dot com? No, it's um, just. I'll, I'll just find Google it. it. Okay. I'll find um, it. Okay. Yeah, I just need then, these initials. Um, and then Game okay. Boy Emulator. Yeah, the guy has. Um, okay. You could order it as like a Game Boy cartridge or put it on there and then. Uh, because I have a Game Boy. Yeah, if, if, yeah, if not... I have he, a Game Boy Pocket. If not, he actually has the ROM free to download for nice. it. So you can use it in the emulator. Uh, and then it's basically a sequencer for Game Boy. You have... Uh, the challenge of Chiptune is you have... It's basically crea- uh, creativity through limitation. You have a total of four channels. You have two main um, you know, synth channels. You have a wave channel. So you can do a little bit more complex sounds with that. And then you have a percussion channel. Then LSDJ actually has a couple of um, old school drum machines built nice. into it, so you have those different tones you could use. And then uh, there's basically you use um, it's called the ASDR SIP design. You basically manipulate the sound wave into the shape that you want it, so you could really manipulate the tone of it. The problem with chiptune is you can only have X number of notes playing at the same time, so right. you have to really uh, be creative arranging it to get a full sound. You know, or like you could use a link cable to hook two Game Boys together nice. too, so then you have eight channels as right. opposed to four. Then there's actually a way you can uh, mod the Game Boy where you add in a bit of overdrive to it so you could get more uh, aggressive, almost like dubstep-like tones. Nice. So uh, Danimal Cannon, that, uh, that artist that I opened for last summer, he uses um, a couple Game Boys live and he actually plays guitar over it. That's cool. That sounds awesome. That's yeah, awesome. He, yeah, he's... <laughs> He's just it's like video it. games live, kind of right. Basically, yeah. That, and, um, that was a cool show. You know, to it's, go see. it's all original music. It's absolutely incredible watching him play. It's like he mixes in everything from like progressive metal to dubstep to. Um, oh, so he creates you know, his own trans- music to go to the games. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, so that's also. Awesome. I was just gonna say, like, that's awesome. If we mess around with the chip tune stuff, and because uh, I would, I just got done working 
Damon's Comic Con type thing. It's called Fubuki Con. Yeah. And they had a rave, and I was setting up the lights for it, and we were trying to get the lights. The light bar, like we have, uh, it's a pricier light, you know, tree set right. thing, and it has a control panel. But the the CTS computer services people, they were trying to train their students in how to use the programming board. Right. The one kid went to go hit a slider, and electrical shock came off his finger and fried the board. So now, oh, so now everything is really. You hope it works the way it's supposed to, but yeah. you like the manual, like off the light chain because each tree is a different chain of LED, different heads. Yeah, you're trying to get them all to work. So you have like the four in slave mode to the one, but the sound it wasn't really picking up as well because you normally put the bar like the control panel, and that's where all yeah. the sound gets picked up, and that's where all the stuff comes from. So using the lights themselves to do it, it wasn't working at all. Mm. But yeah. we had the DJ playing his stuff. And it was like he was taking like NES game soundtracks and then doing like techno remixes to them. Oh, and cool. it was so awesome just hearing him just like – because he wasn't really like playing yeah. his stuff. He was playing like, we're just going to play this song on loop until we right. get everything figured out. And I was like, imagine taking Chiptune, like making our own like NES game yeah, I mean, songs and then taking that and being like, all right, now – Let's go hardcore like Thriftworks. Yeah, DJ. Um, Tunes <laughs> awesome. is oh, you know making chip tunes is a really meticulous process. You have to design every sound from scratch right. and put every note I manually. Love it. Uh, there's some insanely talented chip tune artists out there, like people that like. There's this instrument called the Erhu that's uh, Chinese. The yeah, um, E R H U. Uh, yeah, that uh, that uh, and like there's this one artist named uh, Vert. He recreated the timbre the the tone of an airhu in a game boy nice and it's just like and that was just, that's fine that was We're like good. that's just this insane degree of sound design like i'd be lucky if i could do that with like the whole disposal of um sound shaping tools i want to learn how to play that so i can say hey i play the airhu it's um uh <laughs> it's basically think of it like a violin but it has two strings actually you like legend of Korra? they use that all over the legend of Korra. i'm soundtrack. trying to pull it up yeah, um, I use that a little bit in my own writing. It's just hard to use samples because it's like such a um, tonally rich instrument. It actually almost sounds like a violin mixed with a human voice. It's that expressive. Nice. It's uh, one of the really like really commonly used uh, Chinese instruments, and it's just an absolutely beautiful sound. Nice. So um, now, Dan, you you do some volunteering too. You teach music at um, one of the local schools, right? I do. And you taught. Didn't you teach, like, what happened with the uh, Little Mermaid song? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Real quick, can I just interject and say that this is, like, the end of the recording marathon here. And I've been drinking. But this is one of my favorite podcasts we've done yet. Yeah. It's just so informative and so fucking on point. I love it. I can't get over it. Yeah, this is really fun. Uh, I'm having a blast. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I always have the blast when I do this. Right. Like, this one specifically, it's just like, you, Dan, are like the perfect guest because I don't have to say shit. Yeah, I know. I've just been sitting here the most most of the time. I was worried coming in. I'm like, what am I going to talk about? Like, I don't know. No, we got this. I love it. So, Daniel, tell us about yourself. Like, this one here, I, I, I expect this one to be one of our most shared episodes if it's not then we did something wrong yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah going back to what you're saying yeah. oh yeah, going yeah. Back. sorry let's, I talk, had let's you. talk about your i was gonna forget experience. yeah i volunteer i teach once a week at a local public high school i teach the percussionist the band director's not a drummer so she can only take them so far so right. i go in i you know they come down whenever they have a free period and i just um teach them you know a drum set um you know orchestra so you know snare drum timpani mellow percussion 
we did our intro to mallet percussion lesson. That was my uh, main instrument when I was in high school. I played um, mallet percussion. I was the only really, I was the only person at my high school that played mallets. So I got stuck with all the parts. Not that I had any problem with that. You know, I played vibraphone and jazz band and everything too. Um, but I had the one kid that wanted to learn the beginning of. Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> that one? That one. And if there's one thing in my life that I have regretted, it is teaching him that intro because <laughs> I've been hearing it nonstop for a month whenever I go in there. <laughs> Which is worse, that or Damn Daniel? Uh, Damn Daniel. Because that, that, that's the flavor of the week. That is just so Everybody, and it's not pervasive. just when you're there. Like I've had people like call and leave me voicemails, and I've gotten like, <laughs> "Damn Daniel, damn Daniel, back at it again with the new with the blue Nike Freeze." <laughs> yes, those those blue Nike Freeze. Yeah, and have, your uh, nice Aqua Under Armour hoodie. Thank you. Yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> that you this love. hoodie I'm wearing right now. Yeah, this is like the only piece of clothing I've ever received compliments for. I got it for like twenty bucks at Target. Because you it used is to always nice wear hoodie. black and gray, and now you've you've blossomed into like wearing neon colors. I feel like I'm the opposite extreme now. And yeah, Rich actually, you went from one extreme to yeah, the other. Rich actually kind of had some problems. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> but you need to blend. Yeah, you, you need to wear blend black in. so you blend into your surroundings. Yeah, Rich is <laughs> all like man. military. Right. Rich played the flower pots in high school, didn't he? Yeah, that was uh yeah for percussion, percussion ensemble. Yeah, 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 yeah they basically instrument. the idea that you could turn anything into an instrument, like say these springs on this microphone stand. Ooh. I went with the Suburban, Suburban Legends. Legends version. Nice. <laughs> I love Suburban Legends. Now, real quick, Nikki went to go see Real Big Fish. Yeah, I was there. You were there. You took my yeah. ticket. Yes, he did. Yeah. Thank you. I was so upset I couldn't make it. And then when she came home and said Suburban Legends opened, <laughs> I was legit devastated. I was going to tell you beforehand, but I'm like, no. Because. You'll leave work. And it's sold out. Suburban Legends put on one of the best ska shows I've yeah, ever seen. It was Little yeah. Mermaid, was it? Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. awesome. Under the sea. The DuckTales song? Their version of DuckTales? Yeah. Aren't they bringing DuckTales back? I heard rumor. I hope so. I heard rumor. As a show? Yeah, as a show. They re-released the video game last year. I have the NES game. (laughs) DuckTales? The first first track of DuckTales is incredible, the moon. Right? It's like, it's like... DuckTales just made me want to swim in a room full of money when I grew up. Which is impossible. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Woo. But no, like, I heard they're... Uh, right, you like my uh, Grateful Dead poster? I do. Yeah, Me too. Give us the thumbs up over here. It's a, you're not the only person. Like, uh, our the Diligent Loiter Snapchat. It's uh, Diligent Loiter on Snapchat. Um, the How uh, they have, like, that, like, gif of the different yeah. pictures for your thing. Mine is me in front of that, and most of it is just that picture. And a couple people have asked me, like... What is that Grateful Dead thing you have? Is that a T-shirt? What is, is that a tapestry? What is it? And I'm like, no, it's it's a poster I got from AllPosters.com back in like 2005. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's it's nice. It used to be in our bedroom when we had the apartment, and like Nikki would look at it. We would look at it almost every night when you fall asleep because it was just like in it's front of the bed. It's that ridiculously detailed. Yeah, and I still every time you things. look at it, you find new things. Yeah. Right. Like it's very symmetrical. Like the left side and right side are very much symmetrical, but there's slight differences in between each side. Yeah. And every time you look at it, you see something different, and you're like, "Holy shit!" I also had yeah. another one. It was a black and white one. It was of uh, oh, that one a was human cool. skull, and it had like uh, like. Is that the one that lit up in the black light? No, oh. it might have, but I don't okay. think it was intended for that. But it was one. It had it was 
like it was basically the original was done in pencil yeah. and it was extremely intricate and right. there was like the whole idea was um it was based on like the mechanisms of a handgun and yeah. you had like the way the bullets progressed through and everything and it was just very unique and it had like syringes right. and stuff and it was basically like an abstract look at the human psyche and drugs and violence and everything. Right. And it was sweet, but when I took it off the wall, it ripped, and I don't have it anymore. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm a huge fan of psychedelic art. There's Just looking at that there reminds so me so much. Of, um, you could be stoned yeah. and look at that for hours and be like, yeah. whoa, did you see that thing? Look at that thing. Yeah. <laughs> What's that remind you of? Um, well, there's this artist named uh, Samuel Fair that I follow on uh, various social media. He... Uh, Mostly a digital um, artist, but he just makes these meticulously detailed uh, geometric images. Um, mm-hmm. Another artist, too, uh, Robert Venosa, he does um, this like amazing, meticulously detailed artwork. He actually um, uh, his cover art was or his, uh, artwork was actually used as um, album art for one of my favorite bands, Cynic. Uh, they're like one of the big uh progressive metal bands a huge influence on me but uh robert Venosa's artwork is just staggeringly detailed like you could just stare at it for ever forever in basically. transit oh a little plug in there yeah even i'm sure you know like alex gray um yeah, yeah um yeah it's just everything in that vein is just really awesome it's such a unique means of uh self-expression too for both the person that's making it and the person that's, you know, looking at it, it's, it's awesome to be able to look at something that's um, ambiguous and really inject your own meaning into it and relate to it in your own way. I mean, for a lot of music that I make, that's really my intention. I want it to be deliberately uh, ambiguous so the listener really can find their own meaning in it. In a way, I think that's one of the most valuable um, things that art has to offer. Yeah. Well said. Thank you. Applause. Well said. Standing ovation. Oh, I, except it <laughs> she was can't like stand. Day. I can't stand. Here. There we go. And she's up. And she made it. And she's down. <laughs> nice. That was... If we're going to go with the standard format that we're going with now, the half hour, we are there. And that went really fast. It did. Yeah, it did. Now but since you are our last case. person, we can continue if you want. Or... We can uh, pretty much wrap up if you want. We can do either. Well, we got to be at the house at 3 o'clock to pick up No, we got to get our cats. We're parents. Got to get our cats from the babysitters. Anna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our sister. We'll, we'll have Anna on the show one day. She might not say a single word, but we'll she have her She might say like one word. She'll, she'll nod, but that like, won't really be Anna, conveyed. how are you feeling that. today? We'll have to Good. get her on after we start doing video broadcast. <laughs> By the way... Yeah. Um, the this white Russian a, was really good. Uh, well, that'd be a fantastic way to get her on the show because it's have a white Russian and half and half, nice. and it's just wonderful. And nice. this is like her kind of yeah. Oh, she she the the white Russian would be like her kind of drink. Yeah, nice because we have to figure out something. Cause well, she, actually, like, she did a lot like taking those cats for us. Yeah, she did. We, we got, owe her like, something. We got like and, two weeks of good sleep. And it's like we want to get her something, and we saw the alcohol almost empty bottles on her dresser and we're like we can just refill those <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh cake vodka pinnacle yeah just which simple. flavor cake cake, cake. vodka cake pinnacle yeah it yeah sweet. it was awesome that they had that on sale at premiere uh yeah that's what i got her for christmas I nice like, I, and it's gone already 
It's like a two. How big is that bottle? Well, it's like between the two of us. So. Oh, between yeah. the two. Okay. But no, it's yeah. funny because like uh, <laughs> we have an extensive alcohol bar in yeah. our bar. We have multiple whiskeys, multiple vodkas. We have a ton of stuff, and. Like Nikki was concerned, like her, like your mom was gonna come yeah. over and be like, "Oh my gosh, you guys are alcoholics!" But no, Nikki, my, my mom okay. did come oh, over. Yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah, "Oh, she's you guys a- have a lot of alcohol," and she got concerned that we were alcoholics. And I'm like, "Mom, we were alcoholics. There wouldn't be any alcohol there." No, like yeah, you like <laughs> well, well, to if be you're fair, alcoholics, it'd be empty. We have a variety. We're yeah, kind of sewers. To, to be fair, mom sees me like have one beer with it's dinner, and then she asks Anna if I'm an alcoholic, right? <laughs> <laughs> or if she should be concerned about my alcohol. Intake. And then dad just joins you. <laughs> like he'll be out to dinner. Yeah, I actually turned him on to that uh, hard root beer. Yeah, he loves yeah, that shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a fan of the ginger ale. Yeah. Well, I think he, he the not your father's is like really strong ginger taste i think gotcha. like uh some of the other ones i tried uh henry's uh hard soda the other day that's uh, that's well one it's cheaper which right which is kind of it's kind of good for me uh poor college student and all and uh <laughs> but uh um, you make your right you know, with borrowed half and half creamers from the from the restaurant <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey they put them on the tray when they brought my coffee out it's like denny's lemonade <laughs> The yeah. sugar and yeah, just sugar order and lemon, right? water uh, with lemon. Yeah, no, uh, I lost my train of thought. System. Yeah, no, it's good. It's made of cane sugar, and the ginger is like nowhere near as strong. It's yeah, good. nice. What's the? Is it not your father's orange soda? No, really that good, is Henry's. That? No, that's Henry's. Yeah, that's Henry's. Henry's. I tried that, that, that the other good. night as well. That was not that bad. Was really good. I like <laughs> it. The ginger ale though, I put in uh, some uh, green apple gin beam. That sounds delicious. Green apple is a fantastic combination, and a little bit of fireball, so it's like apple cinnamon. Ooh. Nice. Nice. I like to think that I'm an alchemist when I... Not an alcoholic, (laughs) an alchemist. An alcoholist. 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 Well, this is train wrecked. Oh. What? Yeah, so I was going to do. I have, dude, I have oh. it primed. <laughs> oh. yeah. We're going to actually play. We're going nice. to end the show with a uh, Forever in Transit song, Level All Waves. I have it loaded here. We're ready to go. Yeah, um, I just want to talk a little bit about the track do before it. we go. I'm going to uh, start playing it softly. Can we play it softly? Oh, it wait, it. that's different. That, that's the Little Mermaid. Is it okay if we play it softly? Yeah, it does have a pretty soft intro, so that'd be cool. I know. It's here we go. This wait, is no, still no, no. Suburban Legends. There it goes. Oh, I like yeah. this song. Is this yeah. Right? yeah. Um, this is this track is still needs to be mastered, but um, as far as a demo for what Forever and Chance is, I think it's very representative. Uh, the idea of it is we look at other people, ideas, objects around us with so many perceptual biases. Um, you know, race, sexual orientation, um, even past experiences. Say you're looking at a, you know, you're watching a movie, you have all these expectations going in of what it should be, and then that ultimately detracts from the experience because you aren't pretty much seeing it for what it is. You don't have an objective view. Uh, the lyrics are inspired by Aldous Huxley's Doors of Perception. Uh, the idea is that your brain really is not geared to view objectively. It filters out a whole ton of information. And um, when you reach altered states of consciousness, your perceptions expand. You, you know, say you have much more of an appreciation for color, the symmetry of things. You see things for what they are rather than what you expect them to be. And it 
deals with the idea that fundamentally at our core we have a lot more in common than we have in differences, but people tend to fixate on the differences. Um, especially when you look at art, people tend to look at a band and say, well, I don't like them because they're trying to fit into the scene. Um, but this track, really there's some stuff I do in there that's deliberately uncomfortable. And it's the question of, is it a mistake? Is that artistic intention? And it's really just up for the listener to decide. So just play with that a little bit. I just like to rock out to it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's awesome. On that note, enjoy. Enjoy. 